All right, welcome you guys. Talking is thinking with our new official co-host, Michelle Sane. Episode number three, third time's the charm. We got her on and we're ready to roll. So the conversation today, guys, is going to be about mindfulness. Last week, our last episode, we talked a lot about um, what to look out for in the gym, what to look out for in your fitness routine, how to build that routine properly. And this week, we're going to kind of get into the importance of that. Why should you build that routine? Why should you take care of your physical self? And why is this word mindfulness um, so important? So Michelle actually pulled up the definition of mindfulness. And so she'll kind of intro us with that there and we'll get some conversation going. Hey, everyone. Um, Michelle here. So grateful to be <laughs> a new co-host for this show. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it last week and it's just so great to share like insight on what I think is important in this world and what I would like everyone else to know if you don't already know it. Um, so mindfulness, uh, looking up the definition, it is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we're doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. Um, which I love. It's really sticking to being in the present moment rather than thinking about what you did yesterday, thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. How can you enjoy where you are in this time and space and have actualization of that sense or of that state? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think how this can relate to even fitness and just like, you know, physical exertion of energy is I know that when I'm suffering through a workout or I'm like struggling for air, oddly enough, I feel like you never feel more alive than when you're like unable to breathe. You know, when you're like that scared of losing, you know, this, I don't know. It's like an extreme example when you're working out, but you know, you're losing your breath, you're running sprints, you're, it's hard to catch your breath. It's, it's painful in a lot of ways. But for whatever reason, like I'm never more aware of myself than when I'm in those weird moments. And in yoga too, um, this will be when a lot of emotion comes out for me. So like, I guess my, my thought here, my question is, is like when you're in what, what state or what mode um, helps you create that mindfulness? Like for me, it's fitness. For me, it's getting into that dark place in a workout or, you know, getting out of breath, running up a hill a bunch of times, and then, like, for whatever reason, I do my clearest thinking. Or, like, early in the morning, you do your clearest thinking when you don't have any, you know, bullshit weighing down on the rest of the day. Like, what are some of those moments for you where you can find just, like, that total mindfulness, that total awareness? Um, I, I mean, I would like to say that I'm mindful, like, 100% of the time, but that's completely <laughs> false. Um, but, I mean, same, same as you, um, I find myself to be completely present um, and aware when I am practicing yoga or when I'm in the gym. Um, I think, like you said, it brings this tangible effect to you to where you hear your heart beating in your ears and your chest is pounding or your heart is pounding outside of your chest and, and you know, you're grasping for those sips of air or you're in a very uncomfortable position in yoga and you're just aware of where you are because you can tangibly, you can feel that. You can feel it. You can hear it. It's, it's there. It doesn't escape you. Um, so I know that's where I find it in a, in a uh, more consistent sort of way. Like that's a whole hour. 
That's a mm-hmm. whole hour where I am 100% aware or at least close to 100% aware and present, which is amazing. Like, I'm sure a lot of people who don't even know what mindfulness is or don't understand what it is have probably never experienced that because they probably don't exercise or they don't know what it is so they don't know how to um, convey it or cultivate it in their daily habits or in their daily practices. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. And this might be like my one of my own personal biases is like I honestly think that like if you're not working out, if you're if you're, you know, living very sedentary, if you're not expanding like the limits or just at least knowing and understanding the limits of your physical body by pushing them a little bit or tapping into them, those kinds of things with exercise, like you really are diminishing your ability to optimally perform as a human being. And that's not just in fitness, that's like brain function, that's gonna, and and that'll contribute to like your societal contribution, how are you raising your kids, how are you acting in the relationships around you. If you're not physically, you know, working on all cylinders, then those things are gonna suffer. So the unique thing here is we had this cool opportunity every day to almost like, yeah, to practice mindfulness. I mean, we hear it all the time, practicing mindfulness. Like by getting yourself into the gym and knowing what those situations are that cause you to be fully present, it relays into so many other areas versus just that hour in yoga. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree. I I agree mostly because I know when I'm struggling to be mindful outside of the one hour of exercise or yoga that I'm doing, I allow myself to kind of go back into that space. It's being able to understand what it feels like to be mindful and take 15 minutes, another 15 minutes out of your day to implement that mindfulness because mm-hmm. you've already felt it, you've already experienced it. How can I do it in a shorter period of time um, after I've already experienced it for that one hour or however long it is that you practice mindfulness. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a good point. And the, um, I mean, tell me how you feel about this, but I know one thing that helps me to get ready for mindfulness in yoga is when you set your intention, right? You always set your intention in the beginning of class and it almost seems like whatever intention you're setting, that is going to be what's directing your mindfulness, right? What do you want to get out of this session, that'll be where your mind focuses, and that's kind of what we can call mindfulness. But what if the intention here is to just simply better yourself? Like, there is mindfulness around intention, and if the intention is a broad thing, like, how am I going to be a better version of myself? Well, then your mindfulness is geared towards the positive things that you can do, regardless of what it is. Get a better job, start working out, eat better, you know, be nicer, hold doors, whatever it is. Like, what are some of your intentions that help you stay mindful throughout the day? What are some maybe that you hear of other people's or what are some, I guess, like grounding things that you take from that hour of yoga that you can expand out and kind of trigger or remind yourself? Like, I'll sometimes like shake my hands or take a couple of deep breaths or like hit myself, like oddly, like I'll hit myself in the chest sometimes <laughs> when it's like time to, you know, like focus and lock in. Like there's some sort of physiological action that I do. Um, what are some intentions that you kind of go for and what are some triggers? Um, I think like we said earlier, there's a tangible way to be mindful or, or in exercise, we we create this tangible effect of, um, of breath 
you know, we were surviving. We're mm. trying super duper hard to breathe through the crazy exercise or through the crazy yoga class. And that's everything. Like breath is everything. I could talk about breathing for like hours. Episode four. Uh, <laughs> um, and just how a breath, like a simple breath can like trigger, you know, what you ate in the morning, you know, maybe if your breath smelled like, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> coffee, that, that <laughs> coffee or like a blueberry bagel, um, you know, or, you know, that big, big impactful breath that you took, um, at your workout and you translate that into the later day and remember, okay, this is my breath. This is physical. This is happening in this moment. This is presence. This is awareness. This is me being mindful of where I am in time and space. Yeah, mindfulness really seems to be the connection of the abstract, what you can't touch, and your physical world. It's it's quite literally taking conscious awareness of what's 3D touchable around you. Um, so it's, it's interesting that in exercise, when you get rid of... It, let me rephrase. Mindfulness seems to take a certain focus. And if the focus is, is how can I be ultimately aware of presence? Like that takes a certain again, intention to be, to be present there. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you take the time to set not a physical boundary, but you set the boundaries around your consciousness to create mindfulness, there's a direction of that mindfulness in a way. So we can think without borders. We can access you know, unlimited imaginations and consciousness but directing all of that down into our physical, tangible world, like there's a lot to sort through. There's a lot of stress that you're thinking about. There's a lot of challenges that we could be mindful of and work on. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, so how do you decipher through all How do you take just almost literally the cloud above your head, just this infinite storage of imagination, and dial that into one single presence of mindfulness. And I think the great thing about exercise is it takes all those extracurricular thoughts away. We start to really dial in on what's most important. Like if I'm struggling to breathe through a cardio workout, breathing is most important for my physical touchable self. So my mindfulness is going to match that. Right. And you can almost create mindfulness to cause action or you can have action to cause a certain mindfulness reaction. Right. So how do you kind of find yourself playing that balance? Um, that was a lot. <laughs> I know. Does that make sense, though? You know yeah. what I mean? Like we have there's so much that you can be mindful of. Uh -huh. Like it would be really good to be mindful of, um, you know, your friend who might be struggling with abuse and how can you help them and how can or maybe I don't know. I'll take I'll keep it on the personal self. Like you have a challenge to pay your rent. Like I need to be mindful of work. And I need to be present at work and I need to make sure that I'm focused and doing a proper job because the ripple effect of me not doing a good job is I can't pay rent and I have nowhere to live. You know, so your mindfulness kind of gets geared towards an intention. Yeah. Right? I would say towards an intention or towards like a purpose. Like So how do you decide your purpose? Maybe that's the better question. Well, I think kind of like what you just said, it's almost it's taking inventory. It's taking like self reflection and inventory and um, and taking state management of understanding where you are, understanding where you are so that you know what it is that you need to do in order to know what you need to do to work on or to get into taking action um, to support 
whatever it is or wherever it is that you are in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a priority to it, right? Like, like the example again with exercise or yoga, like if you're in a really deep pigeon pose, like your priority is thinking about the pain in your hip, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's very easy to then like whatever samskaras are living in your hip, you know, whatever, um, samskara is like hidden trauma, basically it's the Mm -hmm. yogic word or what's the, what's the, is it Hindu? Is it yoga? Is yoga Hindu? Yoga is, um, Sanskrit, which is Sans- yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So, regardless, it's it's the mindfulness that comes from the you know the physical borders, like we were discussing. Um, that's an easy way to help yourself prioritize what to be mindful about, right? And one thing that I'll notice is if I don't know what to prioritize, if maybe I don't know, like, fuck, what do I do, you know, or what do I need here? Like when I get into that workout and I'm all of a sudden my priority is figuring out how to get the next breath of air somehow out of nowhere like the most important thought will also come in you know like my biggest challenge will be revealed like when you are not thinking about everything else it can be clear on what that one single priority of mindfulness is and so even as a way of figuring out what your priority is like how do you exercise is one of those is there like do you do you know what I mean by that like how can we um how can you kind of work through all those extracurricular thoughts excuse me like journaling might be another way of doing it like you seed through all the you know all the stuff that maybe doesn't matter and like the 10th line that you write is like the deep truth the root of what you're looking for um i think i think that we naturally know like what are things that we need to work on. I think we naturally know things that we want to like be present on. Like we are very innate humans and we have a deeper understanding of ourselves than we we think we do. Um, so I think that when we're able to practice mindfulness and you know, you, you hear that saying, like you don't wanna half ass ten things, you want to full ass one thing. Yeah. Um, it's picking that one thing, checking your state, connecting to the one thing and doing everything that you can to make this one thing the most important thing in your life and how can I focus on it how can I if it needs to be if it's a problem that needs to be solved how can I solve it by being 100% committed to this one thing rather than being committed to 10 other things and only doing it at you know a half-ass rate like how can you filter through all the bullshit um yeah or not how can you but do it filter through all the bullshit that doesn't matter um because what matters today won't matter tomorrow um and just focus on this one thing one step at a time you know we don't we live one life we don't live 10 lives in one life yeah you know yeah yeah for sure no i totally get that I i think the key is um like to your point, it's just, it's self-reflection. It's, mm-hmm. it's being willing to look at yourself and honestly take inventory of what those 10 things are and what's the number one out of those 10. And like you see stuff like the wellness wheel, you know, where you have like your financial happiness, your relationship happiness, there's like seven or eight limbs of it or whatever. Um, like all those kinds of different visuals are really good to like narrow that stuff down. But I think you're right. Like honestly, it's, it's what's your biggest challenge? What are you waking up in the morning thinking about? What are you going to bed thinking about? What are you, 
what's that one itch, that one thing that's taking up all of your brain bandwidth? Like maybe you can focus there, you know? Yeah. How do you sort of sort through, like what, what are some questions that you kind of ask yourself to help prioritize? Um, I think it's funny because I don't really feel like I question myself anymore. I feel like I've gotten into a... I'm, I'm very, I've gotten to a place where I'm intuitive enough to not have to question what it is that I need to work on, and I just already know. Mm-hmm. Um, before I got into that place, God, I can't even tell you, like, what are the questions that I ask? Um, well, it's kind of... I think it's oh, getting, I think it's, like, just going back to, like, your basic survival needs, like, what am I going to eat today? How do I, yeah. how do I do what I need to do in order to get the food and the nutrients that I need. Um, you know, who do I need to connect with today so that I feel fulfilled as a human? Um, you know, and I think asking yourself those questions and, uh, I think, yeah, asking yourself those questions creates awareness and in creating that awareness, that's creating mindfulness. So I think anytime that you're able to question yourself, um, you're able to, and you have those answers. Like I said, we all innately have those answers. You're really able to create that mindfulness, create that awareness that you need um, to survive, to do what is basic and to do what you need to do to focus on that one thing for the day. Mm-hmm. I think you're right too. Like it, It's funny to try to think of what those questions are because it's one of those things where it's like riding a bike. Like The first time you ride a bike, it's really scary. And you have your training wheels or whatever. And that's when you're asking all the questions. Okay, do I have my hand on the right brake? Is my foot here? Am I this? Am I that? Like, am I ready to go? I have my helmet. I have, you know, all my stuff. Like, you got the video camera ready? All this kind of shit. When you get more familiar with it, when you get more familiar with your mindfulness practice, you kind of become less and less asking questions and checking off boxes to make sure you're covering your bases. And more so just in this, like, everlasting sort of divine download with whatever needs to be heard or whatever you need to be mindful of or whatever that next big problem is. So I think it's, it's good to kind of ask yourself those questions, but also it's, it's like you said, like you don't always have to go back to that because it is a practice and with practice we get better at things, mm-hmm. you know, and you shouldn't necessarily always be rudimentary like, okay, what do I need to eat today? What, like, what do I need to drink for, like, where do I get water? Like we can answer those questions and move on. So I think, like, to your point, it's, it's a practice. It's mindfulness practice. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny, kind of, like, digging deeper into what you just said about the training wheels. It's when you develop this practice and you develop mindfulness, you, you really cultivate it and you integrate it into your life. Um, at some point, you don't have to ask yourself those questions. Like, mm-hmm. you just already know because you're so self-aware and self-involved with yourself that the training wheels come off and you're able to just pedal the bike, you know, without them mm-hmm. and keep, you know, riding, riding your life. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that's, what's cool about it is mindfulness can become a habit and it, it doesn't have to always just be a practice. Like we're born with the ability generally, but most of us are born with the ability for mindfulness, for awareness of self and others. That's kind of like maybe what we would call life, you know? Um, so you have the ability to cultivate mindfulness and practice it. And the, the beauties of it here, and maybe as we wrap up, is we can tap into that readily whenever we want to. We can trigger 
okay, it's time for me to be mindful. Like whenever you're driving down the freeway and everybody's been in that flow state and you've gone by 30 exits and don't remember, all of a sudden you snap too and now you're mindful and presently aware, oh shit, I missed my turn. And like, oh, you know, and you're like, oh my God, everything's going on, right? And you have all these questions. Fuck, where's the turn? Give me this, blah, 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 blah. And it's rush and it's panic, but that's mindfulness. You're asking a bunch of questions, trying to figure out answers about your present situation, you know? But maybe if you were actively present that whole drive you wouldn't have missed your turn life wouldn't have been as rushed and you'd get to where you're going much more peacefully so with that metaphor it's it's practicing your mindfulness but it's a steady little like microdose of mindfulness just a little bit each day just a little tap each day into you know one yoga class each day just to remind you or or go for one little jog or, or do one little meditation practice or you know cook your favorite meal or do some cleaning some like focus purpose, whatever, and cleaning is the medium, whatever it is for you, you know? Yeah. I think you asked the question earlier. I might have not answered it, but in like using, you know, outlets or tools, like we, you and I talk a lot about fitness and yoga and working out, but, um, all those examples you gave, like there's not just one way to practice mindfulness. There are so many ways to integrate it into your life, whether it is through meditation or if that's not your jam, maybe just like a timed 10 minute walk because for that Mm. 10 minutes you are mindfully choosing to take a walk and clear your mind Mm -hmm. and realize where you are in time where realize where you are in this part of your life and making that 10 minutes the most important part of your life Mm -hmm. i think the common theme here is and this is something that i would i guess consider that i'm biased about like all of those things we're talking about, like a 10-minute walk, doing some cleaning or going to yoga or whatever, they all involve a medium of some sort of physicality, right? And that's on purpose. Like we, are access, we access conscious through our physical self. And if that's the case, like if we have all this physical stuff going on, it's really hard to be mindful of your thoughts when you're worried about your elbow pain or your lower back pain. You know, when we can sort of distract or use the physical body in the way that it's supposed to, we can properly access the conscious the way that it's supposed to. And that's why I think the medium of physical energy exertion is so important when it comes to mindfulness. Because if you have a bunch of energy, that's probably when you're the most stressed. But if you look at like a jujitsu player, an MMA fighter, like they're seen as, you know, quote unquote, the most dangerous, badass dudes out there, but they're probably the calmest people to be around because they get it all out. They get all the angst out. They get all this incredible energy out. And the only thing left is the peace and the quality mindfulness that comes from it. So I think if you're unsure how to build mindfulness, the easiest way to do it is like we said, go for a walk, go for a run get out of breath, start mindfulness with your physical self. I think it has to be involved. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, being mindful is still an action. Like it's still something that you're doing. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, it's not something that you can just sit and passively do. Like it's, it's an action. Um, and tying a little bit more into like, you know, the yoga world, um, we talk so much about mind-body connection. I think a lot of us are mistaken when we think that we are only our bodies or we are only our minds or, you know, we are only breathing humans. We are the whole enchilada. You know, we are the, we are a whole self 
and it is inclusive with your body, your mind, and your breath. And being able to connect all those things is bringing you into a different level of awareness where cultivating mindfulness comes a lot easier. So like you said, yes, we can be mindful in the conscience, conscious sense and understanding where we are, but we also, like I said earlier, need to have that tangible effect too to where we know those things are not even colliding but are cohesive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 so funny. It's just language kind of failed us on the mind-body connection. It could be the mind-body connection or it could be the body-mind connection. It has to go both ways. Those, If there was one word for both of those things, that's what that would be. Mindfulness, I guess. But you're totally right. Like The act of mindfulness is actively triggering your brain to focus. Your brain is a muscle and requires energy to be used. Like You are you're right. Even if you were to just sit and meditate and take the needs to hold posture and all that stuff out, your brain is still actively expending energy energy to create mindfulness. Yeah, to keep you in that seated position, to keep you breathing, yeah. to keep you Focused. physically active in mm. this world. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ooh, I like that. So as we wrap up here, um, a few thoughts on mindfulness. I think the best way to start mindfulness, if you have no idea what it is, is to first listen to this podcast called Talking is Thinking mm-hmm. with Casey and Shelly. Drop. <laughs> and then um, do something physical. I think the best way to do it is a physical approach. I think you need to get yourself out of breath. I think you need to be a little uncomfortable physically. I think it needs to. we need to find a way to almost distract ourselves from putting energy into all the miscellaneous thoughts and really dialing in on what that number one is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I also just like would I would like to say mindfulness is it's an action, it's a feeling, it's it, it brings so much relief into your life. Um, it makes you an effective communicator, it makes you an effective um, serve just server in this world um, and understanding that you are a small piece in this big chessboard um, it really kind of it brings you down on the level of everyone else so that we're all very aware and conscious that we are all here living amongst one another um, no one is bigger than the other no one is better than the other and I think that's one of the things that I get the most out of mindfulness I'm not a religious person I don't believe in any gods but I definitely believe that there is something bigger than myself out there and I believe I believe that because of mindfulness because I am aware that I am not you know I'm a very small person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a very small person in a very yeah. big world, both physically and in the philosophical sense. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a good, humble perspective, but yeah. it's empowering. It's humbly empowering. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Cool. All right, mindfulness guys, let us know your thoughts on this. Um, again, this is Talking is Thinking. I'm Casey. I'm Casey Michelle. Haynes, Michelle <laughs> Zane. Hit us up on the gram. Anything you guys want to hear discussed, let us know. We'll be glad to get down on it and um, look forward to talking next time.